The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Dermot Gavin, meanwhile, now that we've extricated him from Bobby's gardening <laughs> issues, we're neck deep in questions uh, for you. Let's start with holly trees with a sick bottom, effectively. It says, I have holly trees, they're 20 foot high, they're 25 years old. Last year, the leaves on both began to turn black and fall off them. It happened at the bottom of the trees. I applied a feed and fungicide, fungicide, uh, yeah. and both recovered but the problem reappeared. The top is healthy, so I'm thinking about trimming the lower branches. I'm so better than this, by the way. There's even more. What should I do? Yeah, well, holly tree is a great native tree, evergreen, absolutely wonderful to have in your garden. Great for wildlife, uh, of course. And what it's been attacked by is a sooty mould. So it's a disease that's called by a, fu- by a fungus. It doesn't generally do an awful lot of damage. It's just very unpleasant to look at. The damage that it can do is um, stop photosynthesis because the plant needs the green. So uh, vigour of growth won't be great. So I would say do exactly as you have done. Uh, I would maybe apply more fungicide to it and just make sure it's in an area. If there's anything you can do about good air air circulation around it, uh, I would do that and the feeding. And a mulch for any of these plants. An awful lot of trees and shrubs we tend to forget them about in terms of feeding them because they're not the vigorous very flowering or productive plants but a mulch of something good around the base Well that, that was the thing that amazed me a friend of mine who was a gardener said to me recently yeah that the, you just need to give that hedge a good feed and I remember thinking you feed hedges? Yes yeah 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 it's a plant it's a productive plant and at, the, at uh, various times of the year it'll be exhausted so a good well balanced feed and also a mulch around the base with any plant is going to keep the weeds down if you weed uh, before get the hoe out uh, and also around the base of a hedge there could be competition with other plants if you have a border going up against it or lawn or, or, or whatever so a good organic feed is very good, uh, very good idea even chicken manure uh, sprinkle it around the base where would one get chicken manure? Oh, in any garden centre. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. big business now, chicken manure. Uh, text saying, Wisteria. I wanted to cover up poor plastering on the outside of the house. Sunny or shaded position? And can I plant it in a large pot? What's wisteria? Wisteria is a Chinese. Now, I was reading something last night and wisteria, I was reading something from the Royal Horticultural Society to say that wisteria is incredibly popular at the moment because it appears on some TV show. It's not Wisteria Lane. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, oh, nice Bridgerton. Season. That's it. Oh. Bridgerton. So everybody's running out to buy the Wisteria. Wisteria comes from the Orient. Once, uh, when you're planting it, give it loads of fertiliser. It'll be in the one spot for a very long time. It is a deciduous shrub. It flowers in this country from about kind of May and then the foliage comes on. It needs pruning twice a year, once after flowering, uh, once in late summer. Uh, can you grow it in a pot? You can. If you ever have reason to go to the Avoca outlet in Kill Mechanic, you will see in front of the store they're growing fine wisteria from pots and containers. But they have a brilliant gardener there, a guy called Des Carton, who really looks after everything there. The big trick about wisteria, I sometimes say this, they can be a bit like a Northern Ireland politician. You know, they, they stand there in their pot with their arms folded and they say nothing for years. So to get one to flower, the trick is it can be five, seven, eleven years before a new wisteria might produce flowers. Oh, that's quite the wait. Eleven years. It's quite the wait. So the trick is, uh, very unusual for uh, a gardener to say this, but buy the plant in flower. So if it's in flower, when you buy it, generally it'll flower every year thereafter. Full sun, 
that pruning re- re- regime and really good fertiliser, especially in the container. Got a weird one for you. Little piles of clay on the lawns um, deposits in the shape of worms, says a text. What are they and how can I get rid of them? So they're worm casts. So they're what the worm actually produce because the uh, Oh, like you get on the beach from the... Those yeah, kind exactly. Of, that type of thing. A little yeah, squiggle. Yeah. Uh, an little ice cream cone of excretion. Exactly. Right. And they're actually really fertile because they go through the whole worm body and they will process that. Uh, so they're very fertile but they annoy people so they can be a nuisance alone. Uh, they can be a little bit slimy and ruin the, imper- uh, the appearance of that perfect uh, plot. So just on a dried day, sweep them away. You can get uh, a, a chemical called cast clear that will put a kind of invisible barrier. But actually worms are your best friend if you're a gardener. So I would, if you want, collect them or sweep them up or whatever, add them to the compost heap. Uh, another one saying every year my lilies get attacked by beetles. I'd love to know how to stop them as they eat holes in the leaves and the buds. Now, whatever answer you come up with, Dermot, this better work because I read a thing a while ago that said if you make garlic water and spray it on your basil it, and it does nothing. <laughs> I ended up soaking everything in my house in garlic and it achieved nothing. So what have you got that'll fix the beetles? Pick them off. Uh, it's the lily beetle. <laughs> they do a fair bit of damage. The adult be- beetle really starts to emerge fairly soon. So keep an eye out for them and remove them by hand. And they're orange, so they're very easy. But they're little buggers because they hop all over the place. So you have to be very, very careful. Inspect regularly, especially on the underside of the leaves where they hide. Uh, and yeah, they'll jump away. So get them a uh, bucket beside you, put them in the bucket and um, give them something that likes to eat lily beetles. What likes to eat lily beetles? That's Sparrows? Yes. Starlings? Yeah. Something yeah. like well, that. Well, all of that. All, uh, all, all of that. And it's one of the real reasons for really, I won't say encouraging slugs, but don't be killing off the slugs uh, in your garden because all those uh, creatures hedgehogs and sparrows will love the slugs never thought that they'd, they'd it's they'd a whole ecosystem the... yeah uh, text saying my daughter is getting married in July we're having a marquee in the garden have you any suggestions for what I can plant now that will look good by July uh, well that's the easiest it really is the easiest you're looking I'm surprised I would have thought well given what you said about wisteria taking the guts of 700 years I didn't know we get turned around in two months no uh, it's perennials isn't it so it's all those cottage garden plants are the plants we associated with the English cottage garden uh, so things that, that you can plant now dahlias salvias achilles delphiniums penstemons hemerocallus any of those are going to look really good or the other thing especially if you wanted to make a posy you know, for the bride yourself, sweet pea, they'll be flowering, flowering by the lie if you plant them around now. Uh, mind you, can I just say this about planting around now? We had frost last night and we were having all this brilliant sunshine, but we wake to these clear mornings. If it's a very clear morning, which this morning was without a cloud in the sky in April, you can be guaranteed it was probably frost. So don't be buying your bedding plants or don't be putting anything that's tender out just now because it'll be killed off or it'll be damaged or, you know, so wait, even though you want to get gardening. Well, that goes with a text that represents a lot coming in along the lines of, will you ask, Dermot, can I sow lettuce seed outside now or is it too cold? Yes, you can. Lettuce is fine to sow outside now. Yep. What if you see in the weather forecast that there is a frost coming out and you have made the decision to go outside? Duvets, does any of that work? Blankets. Does it really work? Yeah, yeah, it does. Bl- blanket. And there's this uh, thing called horticultural fleece. And I saw a brilliant, she's a lecturer in uh, the Botanic, or in Waterford DIT. Cara Daly is her name, Dr. Cara Daly. And on Instagram, last thing last night, she was telling everybody, run outside with your fleece. 
Uh, text asking, I my uh, daughter came home with a tea tree that is essentially just a stick with a root on the end. Can I do anything with it? Uh, yeah, a tea tree. I wonder what that is because tea comes from uh, camellia. You know, the camellia plant, that's where tea comes from. Uh, so I would imagine it's a plant that's been given the name of a, uh, a common name. Plant it up, see what happens. Put it on a sunny windowsill and see what happens. Inside or outside? Uh, inside. Uh, definitely, I, w- I would say if she came home from school, would it definitely inside. Or just put it in a jam jar of water and see the roots emerge. Uh, two, you can make a pick on this. Uh, you can either answer one about a Portuguese laurel hedge or about Korean natural farming as an innovative road out of artificial fertilizer. Oh, that sounds. Uh, so many people are beginning to get it. You know, the, the price of fertilizer this year for farmers. So many people are beginning to get into other ways of things like growing green um, matter, uh, green manure uh, to dig into the soil. So I'd love to know about the Korean uh, method. So I'll answer the one about the Prunus Lusitanica. Well, send us in more details of Korean natural on the Korean natural farming. And I should you your Instagram because you put a lot of stuff up on it after the, we have discussions. At Dermot Gavin, I'll put the answer to all these questions because I typed them out this morning. At Dermot Gavin and we answer questions and myself and, and uh, Paul Smith do uh, a thing called Garden Conversations many evenings at seven o'clock so so the other one then Portuguese laurel hedge it was better when it went in two years ago it's 500 millimetres tall at the moment a good bit of grass around the base do I need to get rid of the grass and if so what do I use to get rid of it without damage exactly what we said with with a good mulch a good mulch good feed good mulch good watering Dermot as always you are a wonderful man that is Dermot Gavin 